Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The latest on Yellow Jackets basketball, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Josh Passner Show. Oh, he takes the outlet pass. He soars up and dunks it down. Oh, and more left a crater under the basket. We'll hear from Georgia Tech basketball head coach Josh Passner and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech hoops on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And a very good evening to you. Welcome in. It is another week of Georgia Tech basketball, and that means another week of the Josh Pastor Radio Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Georgia Tech split its ACC games this past week, including a win at McCamish over number 12 Miami, a team that had a nine-game winning streak coming in on the road tomorrow as they take on Notre Dame and South Bend. We'll, of course, scout that matchup with the Fighting Irish. We'll look back at the past week, and we look forward to doing it over the next hour with the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastner. I'm Andy Demetra. Just a word of transparency here before we get going. As you are listening to this, the team is en route to South Bend. And so as a result, had to record the show a little earlier in the day. You know Coach Pastor's a man of the people, loves having open phone lines, loves being able to interact with you, but to accommodate the travel schedule of the team, had to knock out this week's show a little earlier in the day. If you do have questions, keep those queued up. We'll be back on the normal routine next Monday night. But on that, let's welcome in the head coach of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastor. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? I'm well, Andy. Thanks. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, doing this a little bit earlier than, than expected uh, to any of the uh, listeners out there. As you know, I love taking the questions. Um, what I would say is if you can't get them this week, feel free to send me an email at jpastner, J-P-A-S-T-N-E-R, at athletics.gatech. Dot edu, um, or if you want to s- save it until next week uh, for likes, we'll be back live at mm-hmm. uh, on on next Monday night. But uh, let's go through our our last week. Uh, we had two games, and I'll start off with the win with Miami. Um, uh, first off, obviously Miami came in, you know, just a really good basketball team, Andy, and there uh, um, uh, was playing maybe as well as anybody in, in all of college basketball when you look at who they've beaten, uh, their, their, their numbers, um, and everything else in between. And so um, uh, we knew it was going to be a really, really tough game. What I would tell you is, you know, we came off of a tough tough loss versus Virginia obviously didn't didn't play well and um, and then before the Christmas break um, uh, before the Christmas break you know didn't have a good game versus Clemson and as we see now I think Clemson is pretty good but um, uh, you know and then obviously we didn't start well with North Carolina and 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 we discussed this last Monday that the three big issues that we've had in those games, North Carolina was 11-0 run when the last three minutes of the game, there was an eight-and-a-half-minute segment versus 
versus Clemson, where they outscored us 18 to two, and then Virginia about a seven minute and 12 second, uh, where it was 25 to three. So in about um, you know little right about 20 minutes of basketball in our first three ACC games, we just we just just have not you know ha- had spurts uh, where it didn't drip the 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 faucet; it flooded out. And um, and as we discussed, we were looking at everything we can do to eliminate those floods, how to eliminate, um, you know, where it's just massive water and causes a, a, a big time uh, flood. And so, um, look, there, basketball is a game of runs. There's going to be some drips here and there. And that's just part of basketball. It is a game of runs. But how do we allow it just to be a drip, not a, a, a flood? And so we looked at everything. And again, we discussed this last Monday, but we looked at everything, Andy, and we looked at um, uh, we looked at, uh, uh, you know, who was in those who was in the game, what the lineups were when we were in those situations of playing what we were playing uh, when those runs happened. Uh, we were looking at what defenses we were in. We were looking at um, um, is there some things offensively that we can do to maybe because a lot of those times we were getting some open shots and you're not making them. And, and the hardest thing to coach is when you can't score. That's, that's demoralizing for everybody, fans, coaches, team, players, everybody. Um, but uh, uh, so we were looking at all of it. And then also looking at timeouts. Do I just need to empty our timeouts? So I, I sense it coming. Um, use our timeouts. Now, the last two games, I've used my timeouts. And, uh, and, and, I've, and I said this before, I really like to save one of the timeouts at the very end of the game, maybe even two timeouts for, you know, if you're up to get the ball in bounds, whether it's a press break um, or if you, you know, tie game down one, you, you know, you, you want to call a play and get the right ball, get the ball in the right person's hands. So, um, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where we were really just were, were making the necessary adjustments and tinkering what we needed to tinker with to find the right solution in order for us to be successful and stop those those leaks, stop those floods. And and in the Miami game, I thought we did a good job of that. Um, uh, I, I, I changed a little bit of the lineup. I, I went uh, with Debo Coleman, Miles Kelly, Lance Terry, uh, Jalen Moore and and uh, Rodney Howard and I wasn't going to sub the first you know because that starting that first five got us got us such a great lead to start the game and they got you a great start against Florida State Saturday both both game both both games they got us a great start um, and um, but we were able to you know. And, and as I mentioned, it's a game of runs. So we got a great lead against Miami. We're playing well, but Miami's a really good team. I mean, they've got a lot of good players. They came in first place in the uh, in the ACC, ranked 12th in the country, about as hot as anybody in the country. Just beat Virginia, and um, uh, <clears throat> about a week ago. And so, um, and they, we knew they were going to make a run. And and they're an older team. They're an older team as well, too. And uh, but we we did a nice job in those runs. You know, now we were up early and then they cut it to half. We were up five, 39, 35 at half. And then um, and then the second half, they started, you know, it was kind of back and forth. But they ended up getting up 66, 61 and then 70 to 64 with four minutes and 50 seconds to go. And um, um, and the, I didn't think they scored a basket the last four minutes and 50 seconds. Our defense really got us stops which allowed us to win the game. And just to put that in perspective, you were facing a Miami team that came in that night 13th nationally in offensive efficiency. To hold them without a point for a 450 stretch at any time during the game is impressive, but in what you call winning time, final 
four minutes of, the, of, of a close game. That, that makes it even more impressive. Well, and not only that, we did a great job on Isaiah Wong, who's one of the best scorers in all of ACC. Um, and they came in as a really good sh- uh, uh, shooting team as well, too, from three-point range. I think we, if I'm not mistaken, Andy, um, um, you know, we held them, I think, to like 15% from three. Am I right on that? Five of 32. Five for 32. And, Wong, and Isaiah Wong was one for 11. Am I, am I right? He was one for 11 from the field and missed all of his three-point attempts. Yeah. And... Um, um, so we did a really, really good job there. The other thing I would tell you is, and we talked about this, that because Isaiah Wong is a really good player, that if he's going to score, he might score some, but we've got to make it a very inefficient game. And I thought we did a nice job on, on doing that. And, um, you know, we had made some great stops late. I thought Lance Terry gave us a great – I'll use this segment to talk about the Miami game. Next segment I'll talk about the Florida State game. But uh, I thought Lance Terry gave us great minutes – really played well. I thought Debo Coleman did a nice job handling the point guard spot uh, for us. I thought Miles obviously hit big shots. I thought Davon came off the bench and gave us outstanding minutes. Both Javon and Rodney were really good. Jalen was solid. Kyle gave us a couple minutes here and there. And um, uh, it was just, you know, it was a really, really good team win for us. We, we, we were 17 for 17 from the free throw line. Now, Lance Terry, the only thing that Lance Terry did not do well was miss those last two free throws. Um, uh, but, but other than that, he, he, um, he was really, you know, played just a perfect game. I mean, especially defensively. Defensively, he was outstanding against Wong. You know, Isaiah Wong was so good at moving and body, crafting, trying to get you an up uh, and ones drawing the contact and the fouls and getting to the free throw line. He was really good at, he's one of the better ones in the ACC at getting to the free throw line. And, um, um, and, and just uh, Lance just did an outstanding job of, of, you know, of just really following the game plan and, and paying real attention close attention to detail. Um, you know, I thought offensively, we, I thought rotting towards the later part of the game, just directed traffic offensively. Um, I thought our zone really gave them some problems defensively. Um, and then, um, look, we scored 76 points. So um, you got to score in this league. Part of our issues in our, in our other losses, we just haven't scored. We haven't scored enough, and 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 you got to score. You got to get in the seventies in this league to win. You got to at least score in the seventies. Now, now, look, can you win in the sixties and fifties? Yeah, but you got to, for the majority of time, you've got to hit a seventy or above offensively. I think that's really important to be able to do that. And um, so there, it was just a really good win. I would tell you that that's not easy to do coming off of some tough losses, especially after just being kind of embarrassed on the previous Saturday on the way we turned the ball over uh, versus Virginia and just some things that we didn't play well. And obviously it was back-to-back bad games because we had the Virginia segment of seven and a half minutes and the Clemson segment of eight and a half minutes, just bad basketball. And that's not fun for the fans, not fun for the staff, not fun for anybody. Um, So really proud of our guys to be able to rally themselves around to stay to continue to stay positive, to come together. And we needed that win to get over the hump. And I tell you, this ACC is just, is, is just wide open. The league is wide open and, um, um, anybody can beat anybody. That's what makes the league extremely exciting. And, um, there's a lot of great games uh, ahead as well, too. But, um, you know, next segment, we can talk on Florida State. I don't know if there's anything else on Miami you want to address. Uh, well, let's talk about Lance Terry just before we hit the break. 24 points for Lance. Like you said, he had missed those last two free throws in the closing seconds. Had he made both, and there was no reason to, to think he wouldn't. 
uh, you would have broken the school record for most made free throws in a game without a miss, which had stood since 1985. That was about the only blemish down the stretch as you were able to knock off a Miami team that had been undefeated in ACC play. You were hoping to duplicate that effort in Tallahassee versus Florida State on Saturday. We'll break down that matchup on the and, other side and of before, the break. Before you even get to that, I, I'm really mad about because you say that that we had a chance to break the record. And if, can you believe Lance Terry misses two free throws? So I like was, 15 of 16 at the foul line to that point. Misses, uh, two, misses two. But then the other thing versus um, Alabama State, we had a chance to break the record of least turnovers in the history of Georgia Tech. And we had a couple late turnovers very late in the game for no reason. Um, so those are two records I wanted to get <laughs> this year that we unfortunately didn't, didn't get. At least you're threatening good records and not bad records in the media guide. We'll take our first time out. Again, a recorded edition of the Josh Pastor Radio Show tonight with the team en route to South Bend to face Notre Dame. 7 p.m. the tip time at Per South Billion tomorrow night. We'll break Break down that matchup a little later on in the program. We'll hit a timeout. We're back after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Introducing Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's easy-drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one selling Hazy Like a Fox IPA. And check out their location on the East Side Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in house handmade cocktails plus live music and much more at 550 somerset terrace visit newrealmbrewing.com for more and we're back with breaking news coke zero sugar might be the best coke ever that's right jim coke zero sugar is a must try for any coke fan so make sure jim (laughs) jim we're on the air Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly listings and realistic virtual tours. Now, we're taking it one step further by testing a cutting-edge new feature, virtual reality tours for pets. We'll just strap this headset onto sprinkles here. Hold still, kitty. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, oh, he's running muck. Uh oh, uh oh. I don't think he likes this, sir. Yeah, get the things off the kitty. Virtually tour pet friendly listings on apartments.com. The place to find a place. Put some summer in your winter at the Discover Boating Atlanta Boat Show, January 12th through 15th. We're bringing hundreds of new boats, pontoons, wake boats, cruisers, center consoles, fishing and jet boats, plus fun for your whole crew. Enjoy a summer vibe. There's fishing seminars and demos, a kid's zone, music, drinks, and good eats in the Lake Life Lounge and more. The Discover Boating Atlanta Boat Show, in partnership with Progressive Insurance, January 12th through 15th at the Georgia World Congress Center, Hall C. Shop boats and buy tickets at atlantaboatshow.com. Georgia Tech Hoops is live on the fan all winter as the Yellow Jackets make a run into the ACC and back to the tournament. Oh, he takes the outlet pass. He soars up and dunks it down. 
Colin Moore left a greater under the basket. Catch Josh Passner's squad every week live on the flagship home of the Jackets, the Fan. And stream Tech Basketball totally free on the 680 The Fan app. Stream every Georgia Tech game totally free on the all-new Fan app. Download it now for Apple or Android and listen to the Jackets anywhere. No better source on Georgia Tech hoops than the coach. This is the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Fans, there's magic when we cheer together. Let's create some magic with an ice-cold Coke. Cheers! Monday night, and that means a new Josh Pastor radio show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. He's Josh Pastor. I'm Andrew Demetrup. Georgia Tech found itself on the road for the first time in nearly a month on Saturday, taking on a Florida State team that was 2-2 two and two in the ACC. Another hot start for your club, Coach. You, you can't do much better than 6-6 six of six and 4-4 four four from 3. Paced you to a 16-7 to seven lead, but Florida State was able to chip away, and you guys cooled off offensively after that. Uh, I know you were probably uh, hard at work diagnosing everything on the film. What did you kind of take away from uh, that performance versus the Seminoles as he gets set for this week? Yeah, well, first off, Andy, uh, look, Florida State, uh, you know, it was a, it's a, as you know, they're just unorthodox in how they play. I mean, they, they, they deny all over the floor. Um, they, they don't play – when I say deny – um, they don't just play underneath, deny. They play, like, way on the high side. Uh, they don't, as you know, we like to play our offense through the elbow. They don't just deny the elbow. They literally play on the very top side of the elbow. And they're still a long team. They're, they're a big team. They, you know, they're known for their length. Now, they've, got, they've been hit with a couple injuries. I was really – as a game, we should have won. We should have won the game. And and I talked to our guys about this leading into the game. We got to show a lot of signs of maturation and maturity that we had a great win on Wednesday. Because, we, look, we're one of the youngest teams in the ACC, which, you know, we are. But we've got to show a lot of signs of maturation and maturity. Um, and um, and that means we've got to be we've got to be mature and, and being able to go into a road environment and win this game. And. Um, <sighs> We started out like a house on fire. I mean, we were just, just you know, outstanding. I think Miles had, what, 16 points in the first 10 minutes or 12 minutes? He had 16 points in the first seven and a half. Seven and a half, wow. And I don't think he scored the rest of the game. Am I right on that? Yeah, his last field goal was at 12-34 in the first half. Yeah. So, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's just – so we started out great. And um, – but part of the issue was we, you know, with the amount of way we were starting, we should have been up twenty-five to seven, or we didn't get we didn't get stops. They hit some shots. Now let me tell you this: number three, uh, uh, their starting center was three for eighteen from three-point line coming in. Doesn't he hits a three in the in that beginning part there? Um, Green number twenty-two was their best three-point shooter, and he's an elite shooter. Couldn't was over five the first half. And but Caleb Mills, who was shooting in the twenty percent range, um, um, was had, had made three threes. Uh, number one, um, their point guard, um, who is came in the in the low twenty percent range, hit a three the first half. And then Matthew Cleveland. Now he was four for seven from three and in conference play and nine for, and eight for 19 overall. But that's not, you know, look, we recruited Matthew for a long time. We we're the first one to offer him. We spent a lot of time recruiting. Shooting wasn't, that wasn't something that he, 
and he hits a three. And so they, I thought Matthew Cleveland played his best. Matthew Cleveland's gotten a lot better from last year to this year. He's a good player. But I thought he played his best game all season long, as did Caleb Mills. Both guys played their best game all year long was, was Saturday against us. Um, the green kid hit. You know, four. He was he was zero for five the first half, but four for six the second half, and really hit some daggers and some key times. Um, and then we, you know, we 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 just there was a stretch there where it was back and forth, and we had like five straight live ball turnovers, and that's all we talked about. Not all we talked about, but a lot of what we talked about, but not not having live ball turnovers, and we just. You know, had some of those. We got some good looks that we missed. We had five turnovers the first half, which is not bad, but eight the second half, and that was the difference in the game. Um, and uh, um, you know, rebounding wise, they had eight offensive rebounds. We had nine, but defensively, I didn't like. You know, they shot forty nine percent from the field and forty percent from three. So we just they weren't they weren't that type of three point shooting team coming in, and they hit shots. And I've always talked about this in our zone. In any zone defense, you're going to be able to get threes. I mean, you're going to be able to get threes. It's whether you're you're not getting them within rhythm. It's a different type of shot. Now, look, whether whether you know Notre Dame plays zone or, or, or Syracuse, you're going to get open three point point attempts. It's you got to stick them, but it's not within the confines always like it is with a man offense where it's penetrate, kick one more, and you you know it's a different type of shot. And so in the zone, in our zone is very unique, and and that's why we're really good at guarding the three, but. You got to give Florida State credit. Some of those shots they make, they usually don't make, and they made them. And uh, and it's a make and miss game. And uh, Florida State made them and put us on our heels in some things. And we just couldn't really, you know, we were up sixteen seven, and I think what it was at our largest lead was nine, and we just couldn't ever extend it to like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and 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 maybe just bury them. And and we just weren't able to do that. And give them credit like I said I thought Caleb Mills and and Cleveland played their two best those two played the best games they played all year long Um, you know for Miles Kelly who's a really good player we need Miles to perform for us for all 40 minutes you know and and that's been a little bit of a thing like he started out hot versus Miami and then you know same thing with Clemson or Virginia started out hot but then you know had a stretch where he wasn't scoring and 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 same thing with you know with Lance we need we need guys to score and we got stuck there where we weren't scoring again i mean we had six i got 20 in the 29 points early or 24 points early and then we just couldn't score again cuz we only ended up with 30 we ended up with 34 36 at half 36, 36 at half which is nice is we're on pace for over 70. The problem is a lot of those were early. And, 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 and that's what I was talking about. We've got to put 40 minutes together. We've got to put a 40-minute game together to be able to successfully win in this league, multi, you know, to rack a bunch of wins. And, um, and, then, and then we just, you know, uh, I think we scored 28 the second half. We went on a stretch there. We were on a drought of not scoring and plus turnovers and – just really, you know, disappointed that we didn't didn't win the game. Really disappointed. I thought it was a very winnable game. I wanted to see could we, you know, have the maturation to, to, um, uh, to to be better about that. To come across and 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 show the 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 ability to step up and and put back to back games together and win on the road. And just just really disappointed on 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 that. And and again, I loved our start. 
there were some times later on where I didn't think we played as well in transition and throwing the ball ahead and doing some different things. I thought late in the game we finished on a flurry there with the 10-0 run, and it was sort of like, again, we started well and finished well. We just in that middle section didn't didn't get the job done. Well, you have another crack on the road tomorrow night as you take on the Notre Dame fighting hours, 7 p.m. the tip time at Purcell Pavilion. Well, yes, and before we even get to Notre Dame, we can talk on them on next segment, but um, what I would tell you is um, – <clears throat> Um, in regards to Florida State, you know, we, we really got out of sorts offensively and some things because we talked about really driving the ball like because they, they really swarm defensively. I mean, they swarm like crazy. So you've got to get multiple paint touches. We've had great success against Florida State in my time here. And I just didn't think offensively we, 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 we executed the game plan that was put in front of us. Um, I thought they, they did something different. The adjustment they made in, in not even letting us throw it to the elbow, but even on the spin action when we spin and play from corner or from the side, they didn't usually teams play underneath so you can't get a direct pass to the basket but they played on the high side like their butt and back facing the half court and and then they would just load up and that's where you've got to be able to drive the ball get a paint touch kick to the weak side we talk about asa attack attack skip skip attack a a s s a attack attack skip skip attack and that is as evident and as important as can be in that situation versus a team like Florida State it is critical. And I didn't, we didn't get enough of multiple paint touches. The best way we scored was a lot of times in transition. Now, if you look at a lot of the spin action that we had um, in our spin action when we spun, they would play high, high, low, low. So they would stay very high with the high guy, and they would, in the, the, the cutter, the low man would stay with the cutter. And um, um, but because of their length and then playing in the passing lanes, it's not always as easy just to th- have a direct pass. And so what we try to do on the spin is keep the low guy low, not lift him up to make it a farther closeout. Second half, we try to get some more ball screen stuff because they would just switch on everything and they would swarm you on the drive. We just did not get enough paint touches that needed to be. And I thought there were some times there when the ball stuck too much. It was it was. Um, 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 you know, we gave it a migraine, and um, uh, and that just can't be who we are. Very interesting when you break it down to the granular level. Once again, Georgia Tech at Notre Dame tomorrow night. Network airtime, 6.30 balls in the air at 7 o'clock at Purcell Pavilion. We'll take another timeout. More with Josh Pastor after this. It's the Josh Pastor Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Everybody has a jillion things going on these days, so at Apartments.com, we help you stay on top of your apartment search with powerful tools like Saved searches and instant alerts alert you just enter what you want alert like location price and amenities alerto and apartments.com will alert you as soon as those places become available alert here's your perfect place thanks me and you can customize your alerts somehow i think i set mine to mr snarky you do hear me maybe i can change mine to british apartments.com the place to find a place with the kroger plus card it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Discover the Lexus GX. It features an available powerful flat third row seat to accommodate your cargo. 
an available off-road package that includes an under-vehicle camera and the ability to confidently conquer multiple terrains. And Lexus Safety System Plus, an integrated suite of advanced active safety equipment. The Lexus GX, experience life to the fullest in this rugged yet refined SUV. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Georgia Tech is out for victory. My family and I love gearing up in our gold and white to watch the Yellow Jackets take to the court. And as a proud partner at Georgia Tech basketball, Scana Energy is part of all the action. So make some noise for the Ramblin' Wreck and join my family and Scana Energy in cheering on the Yellow Jackets this season. Sign up with Scana today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit scanaenergy.com slash jackets for details. Limited time offer. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Looking for the perfect game day or really any day food? Panko Chicken is your answer. You've never tasted anything as crave-worthy as Panko's award-winning healthier chicken tenders, sandwiches, and their tacos are off the chain. It's Panko's unique Japanese-American spin that makes their chicken the crispiest, juiciest, and most flavor-packed chicken you've ever tasted. Panko also has a large selection of incredible vegan and vegetarian options. With locations throughout the metro area, it's easy to satisfy your healthy craving for the best chicken in Atlanta. Check them out at PankoChicken.com. Every Georgia Tech game is on Atlanta's flagship station for the Yellow Jackets. This is The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The latest on Yellow Jackets basketball. It's the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Now, believe it or not, Georgia Tech still searching for its first ACC win at Purcell Pavilion. Since Notre Dame joined the league in 2013, Georgia Tech has had eight conference games in South Bend, have yet to get out of Purcell Pavilion with a win. We'll see if we can change that tomorrow night as the Yellow Jackets take on the Fighting Hours 7 o'clock on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. We continue with this edition of the Josh Pastor Radio Show. If you missed the announcement from earlier, the team is currently in. In transit to South Bend. So I had to record this show a little earlier in the day. Therefore, no phone lines open tonight, but we'll be back in the normal routine next Monday. Coach, you were talking about Miles Kelly, and he had a scorching start in Tallahassee. 16 points all in the first seven and a half minutes, but he was shut out after that. Sort of similar to the way things unfolded for him in the Miami game, where he had 14 in the first half, but only six in the second. Last two games, Miles Kelly in the second half, one of 15 from the floor and 0 of 7 from 3. You challenged him to put together consistent halves. But you yourself said after the game on Saturday, he got quality looks against Florida State after halftime. So uh, what is it that can draw more consistent offense from Miles after halftime? Is it the, the form on his shots? Is it the footwork? Is it maybe fatigue creeping in? What have you diagnosed? What have you looked at uh, when it comes to Miles? 
Yeah, well, uh, if you could repeat that stat one more time, I mean, one for fifteen in the, la- in the in how many last in in the second half of second half of the last two games, Miami and Florida State. My, okay, one of fifteen and zero for seven from three. And now I will say the one one fifteen that one shot he hit was a big bucket versus Miami. Yeah, if you know, the two possession. Yeah, game yeah, yeah that was minute. a big that was yeah. a big bucket. But um, yeah, we're, we're, he's just not producing in the second half or or or, or performing in the second half. And and we need him. We need him to. He just can't be in the first half and and um um you know look we're, we're we don't have a large margin of error um you know our margin of error is very very small and so our scoring droughts have been an issue and um and miles is a big score now miles and i've talked to miles about this his he and this is part of his maturation and continuation of getting better that he's got to understand that no longer he's going to be a secret on the scouting report Two, as as he scores early, teams are going to really just try, you know, coaches are going to get on their guys about getting underneath them and even being more physical with them. Three, he's got to be so detailed-oriented at everything that he does, not just on game days. It's got to be in the in the days leading up in his preparation, in his practice. He can't have any looseness. When he has looseness, because Miles is extremely talented, he's a high-level player, and he can really score the ball. But when he has looseness at this level, you know, what happens is, is what happens his last two games of the second half. I don't even know what he – now, Virginia, I think he hit some shots late, and, and Clemson as well, too, and, and I don't know what he was in Carolina. But that's, that's, that really hurt us, um, especially against Florida State, because we we just had some great – and, and even in Miami, we had some great looks we weren't making. And, and we need Miles to score for us. And in, in conference play, you know, Miles is averaging 18 points a game, 17.6 to be exact. But, but, but he's shooting 44% from three, but the issue is 41 from the field. That's not good enough. And, and four assists to 12 turnovers is a bad stat for a guard. That's just not that's not that's not uh, good. Now he is 14 for 14 from the free throw line. Can't get better than that. Um, so um, <clears throat> you know we we need Miles to be better. And, and going back to the Notre Dame piece, and we can talk Notre Dame on this segment. Next segment, uh, talk about uh, Pittsburgh, but because we played them Saturday. Uh, but you're right. We haven't escaped out of uh, n- from Notre Dame with a win uh, on the road yet. Now, each a lot of games we've played them, it's been some barn burners, you know. Uh, but we just we, we we need to get a win at Notre Dame. Now, what I would tell you is Notre Dame is better than their record. Well, the, two of their conference losses have been by one point. They played at Florida State. They played at North Carolina, like you guys. And between Goodwin and Lashevsky, that's as experienced a tandem as you'll find in the ACC, which makes the start of their conference record well, even more not even not even Goodwin and Lashevsky Cormac Ryan's a fifth-year senior yeah. I mean um you know Trey Wirtz Marcus Hammond's a fifth-year senior because he got the COVID uh, additional year I mean and well part of it is if you and, and it's not that they're shooting the ball bad they are shooting 37 percent in conference um um and, the, and they're guarding the three you know it's just it's it's just one of those things where you know, it's just as you mentioned, Syracuse sixty-one, sixty-two. They lose a one-possession game. Florida St- at Florida State seventy-two, seventy-three. One-possession game. You know, Miami. Um, you know, they lose by nine at Miami. You know, at Boston College, it can't. You know, they. It was a one-possession game to the very end, and they started had a foul. Notre Dame, and then North Carolina. You know, they're North Carolina just the size inside. So they're about as old of a team 
as there is. I mean, Dane Goodwin should not be in college anymore. Cormac Ryan shouldn't be in college anymore. Nate Leshevsky should be gone. You know, Marcus Hammond should be gone. I mean, these guys shouldn't be playing right now. Uh, but because of the additional COVID year, because of the NIL opportunities, I mean, they're they're an old team. They're an old they're an old Grizzly veteran team, and they're a dangerous team. And and many people talked talked about them possibly. Um, uh, you know, winning the ACC in the preseason based on their experience. They were 15-5 and five last year and almost made it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Well, and, and um, in fact, what was interesting, our new athletic director, Jay Batt, uh, Mr. Batt, he and I were talking the other day because uh, he came from Alabama and Notre Dame beat Alabama in the NCAA tournament last year, and he was at the game, Mr. Batt, and he was like, um, you know, man, Notre Dame, like they just could not miss like every they look like the Golden State Warriors, the way they shot the ball, you know, and the way they moved the ball. I and mean, how many times have I said that the way they pass and move it and and shoot it? And so that's what makes Notre Dame dangerous. Um, so we're going to have to play. We need a win. They need a win. Uh, there's a lot at stake that I was really disappointed about our Florida State game, as I mentioned earlier. Now, I don't want to dwell on that. I got to move past it. Um, because that was a game we, we needed to and should have won. Um, but we got no, there's nothing different going into, into tomorrow night versus Notre Dame. We've got to find a way to, to get a win. And we're going to have to really guard. We're going to have to really guard. Now, we've, we've, you know, interesting for the most part, we've really guarded the three well against Notre Dame for in, our, in our time here. Now, I think the zone has given them some problems, but they've also done a nice job against our zone. So there's been some games where they haven't been able to figure out the zone. They haven't shot it well, but other games where they've, they've forced us to get out of the zone. So, you know, we'll have to be good at what we do in our preparation uh, defensively. But I go to the other end. We're going to need to score. We're going to need to score now in the conference play. They're giving, they're allowing about 72 points per per game. So we we're going to need to hit 70 if we're going to want to win. We're going to need to find a way to hit 70. Um, and look, almost you know they've taken in conference 291 total shots, 123 or threes. So you're going to have to guard the three against them. And the only guy that doesn't shoot the three, another kid that we recruited hard, number two, Van Allen Lubin. Uh, he's the only guy that really you know, that's in the rotation that doesn't shoot threes. But everybody else, that's what makes it difficult is the way they pick, they pop, they slip, they, you know, the way they move. Um, you know, they're just a, they're, they're an elite-level team, and um, they don't beat themselves. They don't turn it over. It doesn't matter if you have a lead. You're never they're, – they're never – they're like Virginia. They're never out of it. And uh, we're just going to have to find a way to get a win. Going to be an interesting one when we tip off at 7 o'clock tomorrow night in South Bend. We'll take another timeout. Back for more with Josh Pastor. It's the Josh Pastor Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. One of the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. With a Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Georgia Tech is out for victory. My family and I love gearing up in our gold and white to watch the Yellow Jackets take to the court. And as a proud partner at Georgia Tech basketball, Scana Energy is part of all the action. So make some noise for the Ramblin' Wreck and join my family and Scana Energy in cheering on the Yellow Jackets this season. Sign up with Scana today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit scanaenergy.com slash jackets for details. Limited time offer. Terms and conditions apply. Be honest. Since you got up this morning, have you done anything new? Tried any new foods? Listen to new music? Or taken a new route? The good news is, the day isn't over. Hey, Lexus, turn it up. And the reinvented Lexus RX is definitely something new. With heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and the first-ever RX 500H performance hybrid. Never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. See your Atlanta-area Lexus dealer. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we designed the SUVs of the future for everyone. Like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why so many love Ford SUVs. Because the SUVs of the future aren't designed for a few. They're built for America. Ford SUVs. Drive one today. Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly listings and realistic virtual tours. Now, we're taking it one step further by testing a cutting-edge new feature, virtual reality tours for pets. We'll just strap this headset onto sprinkles here. Hold still, kitty. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, oh, he's running muck. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't think he likes this, sir. Yeah, get the things off the kitty. Virtually tour pet-friendly listings on Apartments.com. The place to find a place. Stream every Georgia Tech game totally free on the all-new Fan app. Download it now for Apple or Android and listen to the Jackets anywhere. Georgia Tech basketball continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Josh Pastner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics, Power on Georgia. He's Josh Pastor. I'm Andrew Demetra. We welcome you to the Josh Pastor Radio Show. We were talking before the commercial break, Coach, about this Notre Dame team. And you said, I think you've said it every year on your program, they rarely beat themselves. The numbers bear that out. Uh, one of the, the most turnover-averse offenses in college basketball, that's a feature, not a bug, under Mike Bray. But I found this interesting as well. They're only forcing 8.7 turnovers per game. That is the second lowest in the nation. Only San Jose State forces fewer turnovers per game than the Irish. I do want to talk about the turnovers because three uh, your, your three highest turnover rates of the season – have come in the last four games. So turnover rates, you kind of weight the number of turnovers against the number of possessions that you have in a game. And and you rightfully had been proud of the way your team had been protecting the basketball up until recently. Anything you've identified as to why the turnovers have flared up of late? Yeah, Andy, I've been really disappointed in in our turnovers. Um, You know, in these, like as you mentioned, three of our last four games, just not good enough. Um, I was so proud of our group leading into um, 
you know, going into the Clemson game, we were, you know, and then the Clemson game, I think we only had 11 turnovers. So that wasn't, that wasn't the issue. You know, it was really the Virginia game, 23, Miami, 15, Florida State, 13. And it's the last three games we've just have not, have just have not done a good job. Anything you guys have gotten away from in your eyes? Um, you know, I don't know if it's anything that other than we just, you know, had, had, um, too many live ball turnovers in these last three games, just the live ball actions of not, um, just not being as, as sound as we've been in the, in the early part of the year. And we've just got to be better about that. And, um, now Notre Dame doesn't turn it over. So you can't be having 12, 13, 14 turnovers against Notre Dame. That's not going to, that's not going to play well. You know, I mean, that's just something that you can't, you can't be doing. And so, um, Look, we, we, we're going to have to just, for us, again, as I mentioned earlier, Andy, our margin for error is slim to none. And, and part of our scoring droughts that we've had happen is when we have that is based on some turnover situations because we're not even getting shots up. So we've just got to really be protective, conscientious, alert on just valuing and taking care of the basketball, understanding that that it's a, um, you know, it's it's for us to be successful, us not valuing the ball like it's a 24 karat gold that you're just you're not going to drop you're not going to lose it um it's got to be our mentality and and i actually said this before the florida state game so much of it is a pass and catch game in this game just passing and catching passing with two hands pivoting not just pivot but pivoting multiple pivots catching with two hands running through the pass like there was a play in the second half where jalen drove with his left hand or excuse me, Jalen got an offensive rebound and Lance was wide open from three. So was Debo to his right, Miles to his left. But he, but he threw the pass kind of down by his ankle, which, which wasn't on time on target and, and allowed it to get off a rhythm. And it then allowed Florida State, due to their length and, and recovery, to be able to get back to not allow us to get the three off or make them one more in either, in either direction. So all those little things of just passing and catching is – as again, as fundamental kindergartenish as it sounds, it's the difference between us being successful and winning and, and not. And we were really good at that until these last three games. Notre Dame, uh, as we said, they're forcing fewer than nine turnovers per game. Every team has its own defensive identity. How would you characterize Notre Dame's defensive identity? Another stat I want to throw out to you in their five ACC games, they're defending the three well, like you said. They're also allowing 58% field goal shooting from two-point range in conference play. So it seems like the ability to attack them downhill at the rim uh, statistically would be there. But uh, as the head coach, how would you describe the way Notre Dame goes about things defensively? Yeah, you know, look, I mean, um, uh, you know, look, Notre Dame is just really good. um, um, by not beating themselves the way they play defense, uh, you know, you're going to get some opportunities, but, you know, they're not going to maybe be like Florida State denying and playing on the high side. and They're not going to ambush from the weak side. No, either. no. I mean, it's and, – and now they're going to play a lot of zone. I think they're going to play a lot of zone against us. How, how, how uh, frequent is that under Mike Bray? Well, he, he, he's played some, but, but the la- last year their zone was the best since I've been here on, 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 on things that they did. Um, and and I, part of that was um, um, the kid uh, who's a pro first-rounder 
last year. Blake Wesley. Blake Wesley. He made it so hard. And then Hubs was really good in it, you know. And um, But uh, so they're going to play some zone. It's going to be a little bit of a 2-3, but they do try to take away the high post with one of the guards. So they are going to play some zone. Now, they'll also play some man, but they'll switch defenses. They will switch defenses. They will sprinkle a little of 1-3-1 when the ball goes to the corner. Um, they, then they move into their 2-3. But their main defense will be man with kind of a drop coverage in the ball screen situation. And then in their 2-3 zone, they do try to take away the high post. So, Andy, we're going to get some shots against the zone. We're going to have to... We're going to have to make shots. We're going to have to be really good on the offensive glass. Um, I think we got to get stops because I don't think, you know, I think we can hurt them in transition defense, in, tra- in our transition offense with their transition defense. So we've got to be able to, um, um, you know, we just, we're going to have to be really good at what we do on, on tomorrow night. And, and, and again, you know, we talk about getting seven three stops in a row. That's important for us and, and defensively. And we've got to be really good defensively if we want to have a chance to beat Notre Dame because we are our best sometimes when we can get out and transition and be able to throw the he- ball ahead. And we've talked about that. We don't want to be plotters. We don't want to be, you know, playing slow. We've got to be in an attack mode at all times that we go. And... Um, and so that all those things are critical in, 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 in what we do, and, and a lot of that comes down from defensively. And, again, like Cormac Ryan can, I mean, can flat-out shoot the ball. I mean, J.J. Starling, their, their point guard, number one, he is a freshman. Um, and um, uh, um, He's second on the team in scoring. I, I was going to say, he, he's they, there's a lot of talk and, and um um, maybe hype that he was going to be just like Blake Wesley. And he was a high-level recruit. J.J. Starling's really good. Is he as good as Blake Wesley? I don't know if he's as good as Blake Wesley if he's a one-and-done. But he's got some of that athleticism where he has got he can make plays and, and play downhill. That may be different than some of the Notre Dame guards they've had in the past other than Blake Wesley. But, um, um, you know, look, you look at their guys. I mean, Dane Goodwin, 23, shooting 50% from three. Cormac Ryan, number five, shooting 36, 37% from three. Number one, their starting point guard, J.J. Starling, freshman, shooting 37% from three. Nate Leshesky, their five-man, number 14, shooting 29% from three. But he's dangerous because he can really shoot the ball. Uh, Trey Wirtz, who didn't start last game, they started Marcus Hammond instead. But Trey Wirtz, who had started the first four games, shooting 38% from three. Marcus Hammond's a transfer from Niagara, graduate transfer, number 10, um, shooting 39% from three. And um, and so, you know, <clears throat> you know we're going to have to really, you know, get after it defensively, make sure that we eliminate the three, do our part there, and... Um, um, you know, and, and, and get out and transition as much as we can. We've got to really fly in transition. We want to be able to score in transition. And then when they're in their zone, we're going to have to be able to make some open shots. We've got to crash the glass. We've been good against offensive rebounds against the Mandy. So we've got to do our part there as well, too. All right, we'll break down the last of Notre Dame's personnel in our last segment as we wind down this edition. And we can talk about Pitt as well, too, because we play Pitt Saturday. Is that a 3 o'clock tip? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Three o'clock. And, and, and they were first team or first place until – 
Last Saturday, Clemson beat them. Yeah, how about that? Clemson and Pittsburgh were playing last weekend for uncontested first place in the ACC. Just shows you how unpredictable this league can be on a week-to-week basis. We'll wrap up this week's edition of the Josh Pastor Show after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we designed the SUVs of the future for everyone. Like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why so many love Ford SUVs. Because the SUVs of the future aren't designed for a few. They're built for America. Ford SUVs. Drive one today. Introducing Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's easy-drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one-selling Hazy Like a Fox IPA. And check out their location on the East Side Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, handmade cocktails, plus live music and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit NewRealmBrewing.com for more. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Looking for the perfect game day or really any day food? Panko Chicken is your answer. You've never tasted anything as crave-worthy as Panko's award-winning healthier chicken tenders, sandwiches, and their tacos are off the chain. It's Panko's unique Japanese-American spin that makes their chicken the crispiest, juiciest, and most flavor-packed chicken you've ever tasted. Panko also has a large selection of incredible vegan and vegetarian options. With locations throughout the metro area, it's easy to satisfy your healthy craving for the best chicken in Atlanta. Check them out at PankoChicken.com. Every Georgia Tech game is on Atlanta's flagship station for the Yellow Jackets. This is The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
There's no better source on Georgia Tech hoops than the coach. This is the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. All right, one final time. It's Georgia Tech versus Notre Dame tomorrow night per Sound Pavilion in South Bend, Indiana. Network airtime, 6.30, tip-off, 7 o'clock between the Yellow Jackets and Fighting Irish. First of two regular season matches between Tech and Notre Dame this season. Uh, one last word, though, on Nate Leshevsky, Coach, because 6'10", they, he leads the team in scoring. He's a five-man who has ranged out to the three-point line. He leads them in rebounds as well. G- give us the quick scouting report of him. What makes him a tricky matchup? Well, the biggest thing is a few things. Number one is, is before we even get to him, I, the, the Dane Goodwin, I think, is the key to their team. I think Dane Goodwin, number 23, is just outstanding. Um, and I can't tell you how many big shots he's hit against us through the through – the, what, what, what makes him such a cunning guy? Well, you know, because he can score, he he's he's kind of a he can play the two, the three, or the four. He he's just a high level basketball like, just understands the game, has a great feel, can can really play well in the zone. Like he's good in finding the open areas, good in the middle there. Um, so he's a really hard matchup because and and, he, and I can't tell you how many times he comes off of out of bounds defense or out of bounds offense, excuse me, base out of bounds and hits big shots. I can't tell you how many times where we've had leads against him. Even like last year at our home spot, we had a large lead, and he'd come off and hit a dagger three to cut into the lead. And Leshevsky, you were talking about Leshevsky as a matchup. He's our starting center, but he's but he's a he's really a four, you know. But but he he's our starting five, and he can shoot it. And so he's not going to live at the block. So you've got to really then be ready to guard and how you guard them because he will pick and pop, pick and slip. I think they're excellent at taking advantage of pick and roll situations on the picking and slipping, picking and popping. They're just very, very high level in that area. Uh yeah, Leshevsky seemed to play more of a four last year because they had Paul well, Atkinson Jr. Paul Atkinson Jr. and that he played a little more four. Sometimes they would size down and take Atkinson out, and then they would put Leshevsky at the five. But they only do that this year. Most of the time, Leshevsky's playing the five. But when they do play Van Allen Lubin at the five, they will sometimes play Leshevsky at the four with Van Allen Lubin. Gotcha. And Lubin, we should note, did not play in the That's North correct. Carolina game, suffered an ankle injury in their previous game we're, versus we're, Boston we're, College. We're assuming he's going to play against us. Yeah, 6'8", true freshman out of Orlando, Florida. All right, final minute or so of the program. Uh, a quick word about Pittsburgh. That's the next home game at McCamish on Saturday. Today is the first day back of the spring semester, so you nearly have a great turnout of the student section. And let's extend that to the rest of McCamish Pavilion as well. Yeah, welcome back to all the students. Glad you're back here and uh, got a great opportunity on Saturday. Got a three-game homestand starting on Saturday, so need to take care of business. First, got to take care of business against Notre Dame. But Pittsburgh, they're an older team, a really older team. Got a lot of guys who had the COVID additional year, and um, they're really good playing as one of the hottest teams in all of college basketball and all the ACC. So 3 o'clock, we need everyone in McCamish. And let's make sure the Jackets take on those Pitt Panthers with a win over Notre Dame. That's tomorrow night. And on that, we wrap up this week's edition of the Josh Pastor Show. Coach, thanks so much. Thank you, Andy. He's Josh Pastor. I'm Andy Dementor. We'll talk to you next week on the Josh Pastor Show.
don't have to play the game to change the game, and you don't need to be a scout to find the NASDAQ's most innovative players. You can become an agent of innovation by investing in Invesco QQQ, the ETF that gives you access to some of the top NASDAQ 100 companies revolutionizing the sport you know and love. Huddle up with the NASDAQ's 100 most innovative companies in one ETF. Invesco QQQ is the official ETF of the NCAA. There are risks involved with investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs are subject to risks similar to those of stocks. Investments focused in the technology sector are subject to greater risk and are more greatly impacted by market volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies traded on the NASDAQ. An investment cannot be made directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully before investing. That frosty chill in the air is here to stay. Just make sure that pesky pests like roaches, ants, and rodents aren't trying to join in on the winter fun. This is the time of year when pests and wildlife intruders start seeking food and shelter inside your home or business as the temperatures drop. Luckily, you can trust the pest control experts at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home or business pest-free inside and out. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. You've been listening to the Coach Josh Pastner Show, live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets hoops and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.